Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. Today on the show, we're talking to a celebrity dentist who is now investing his time by mentoring the next generation of leaders. Welcome to the Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today has had a career unparalleled to any other dentist in history. He is the founder of Discus Dental, one of the world's leading dental companies, which he helped lead from its inception to more than $1.3 billion in sales. He's transformed the smiles of celebrities such as Anthony Hopkins, Hugh Jackman, Michael Strahan, and Mark Wahlberg. He was the only dentist featured on ABC's hit show, Extreme Makeover, and is currently a recurring guest co-host on the CBS Emmy-awarded daytime talk show, The Doctors. He's also the founder of the nonprofit Leap Foundation, which is a week-long motivational and leadership program taught at UCLA every summer to more than 400 students. Here is Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. How are you? Doing well. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Go. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? We're going to talk a little bit about my LEAP Foundation, but this is something that I really try to get students who attend it. And these are students 15 to 25. Copy genius. You know, when you start a business, have a business, you know, continue to grow a business, and you want to figure out, like, what do I need to do to be better at what I'm doing? Look around. There's other people that are doing that. See what they're doing and do it better. You know, when I came to Beverly Hills as a cosmetic dentist, they didn't need another cosmetic dentist, right? What did I do? I found the five most successful cosmetic dentists in Beverly Hills, and I came in and, and shadowed them. And I spent a week in each of their office, and I sat there like a sponge and just soaked up as much knowledge as I could. I went back into my own practice, and I took all the best things from all of these practices and put them in one practice. And within two years, I had a busier practice than all of these guys. And some of them had been practicing 20, 30, 40 years. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is someone who shares, someone who cares, and someone who pairs up with others. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? What kind of value are you adding? What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? Think and Grow Rich. I read it all the time. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? Well, my mantra, learn so you can earn and then return. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I would say 
the why not is probably more important to conquer than why, you know? I mean, for me, no is the beginning of the negotiation, not the end. You know, I don't ever take no for an answer. If I ask somebody something and they say no, I just figured I didn't ask the right way. We'll be back with the rest of our interview right after this. As the leader of your organization, you have a lot on your plate. You work most of your day, leaving you little time to think about your own development. There's a resource for you, and it's called the Leadership Action List. Get the best leadership development tips for leaders by leaders at leadershipactionlist.com. The best news? It's free. Once again, for a year's worth of weekly leadership development, download the Leadership Action List at leadershipactionlist.com. Well, Dr. Bill, we're here today to talk about a number of things. I think it's really going to be interesting to hear how you developed your business and how maybe your leadership throughout uh, the time that Discus Dental grew, how, how your leadership changed, as well as talking about the Leap Foundation. But to start off, you, you mentioned the idea of copying genius, copying greatness, seeing what other people are doing well, and then doing that or at least taking, taking from those things. So could you share with us a little bit about how you use that principle early on to get things started for your own career? I mean, it, pretty much what I said, you know, I didn't really have any advantage, you know, when I came to Beverly Hills, like, you know, how do you start a practice? How do you get patients to come to you? How do you run a practice? You know, dentistry is a weird profession because you spend your whole life in school learning math and science and calculus and anatomy and all the things they don't teach you how to run a practice. They don't teach you what a 401k is. They don't teach you how to hire and fire people. They don't teach you how to work with a payroll service. They don't teach you anything about business. They teach you how to drill on teeth. Well, that's good, but it's not great, you know? So you basically have to learn all that on your own. And the other thing is, you know, when you decide where you want to work or where you want to practice, there's always going to be competition, right? So, you know, I didn't have a mentor or a leader or somebody that could like lead me. I just thought, you know, there are some really, really successful people out here. What are they doing? You know, and I think whatever business you're going into what you need to do is look at that business carefully and see who out there is really crushing it and then figure out what are they doing that gives them so much success and then do it better. I mean, you can't go wrong. What did it look like? How, how long was it from when you started Discus Dental to the point where you hit that $1.3 billion in sales? What was that time period like? So... I've had a multifaceted career, all right? Let's kind of go through it because, you know, people are probably listening going, Disc is like, what does all this have to do with being a dentist? And I started practicing dentistry in 1983. I went to dental school. I graduated dental school. And, you know, I was 24 years old. I grew up poor. I, I had nothing. I'd never gone anywhere. I, had, I hadn't ever even really been on an airplane. And I'm thinking, you know, 
do I really want to open up a dental practice and be tethered to this practice for, you know, the next 40, 50, 60 years without having seen the world? And the answer was no. So I heard about a program in Switzerland and you could go there and work. But the problem was they only took one dentist a year and there were 400 applicants. Why should they take me? They shouldn't. So another lead principle, you know, successful people do the things that unsuccessful people are just not willing to do. What did I do? I had every professor in my dental school write me a glowing letter of recommendation. And you know how I knew it was glowing, Josh? I wrote them all. I would ask a professor to write a letter. He'd look at me like, oh, gosh, I have to do another one of these. I'd say, hey, I'll write it. Just personalize it. So I did. I soon realized that I probably still wasn't going to get the job. So what did I do? I started calling the director. Now, back in 1983, calling Switzerland was not easy. There were no cell phones. It was, I mean, it was a whole ordeal to make a long-distance home and expensive. But I started doing it every week. And I soon realized I probably still wasn't going to get the job. And then one day I had something, and I say this to kids all the time, there will be times in your life that you just have these life-defining moments. And sometimes you plan them, sometimes you don't, sometimes they happen. So I had a life-defining moment. I was talking to him on the phone and really feeling like he could care less. And I said, can I take you to lunch? I don't know why. I had heard somewhere in some business interview, like, Take somebody to lunch and blah, blah, blah. So I said, can I take you to lunch? And he said, yeah. Well, that was hilarious because I was in San Francisco. He was in Switzerland and I was broke. Like I couldn't afford an airplane ticket, but he said, yeah. So I figured out a way to get some money. I flew out there and I took him to lunch. Guess what? Out of 400 people, who do you think he hired? Me. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I mean, I learned how to ski. I learned how to perfect my skills as a dentist. Je peux pas français avant je peux pas. I mean, I'm completely fluent in French. I mean, it was an amazing experience in my life. And I got it because I took the extra step. I went literally the extra mile. And I think that, you know, a lot of young people come up to me and say, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, you know, what's the secret of success? It's like they want a pill or something. There's no pill. And it's not a secret. Work your butt off. That's the secret, you know. And so I started my dental practice. And I soon realized that tooth whitening was really going to be a big deal. You know, this was a very inception, 1987. The very first things started coming out, but they were horribly packaged. The taste was gross. There were all these things wrong with it. One day I get a phone call from the leading company saying, you know, Dr. Bill, you sell more tooth whitening than any other dentist in the country. I said, really? They said, yeah. I said, well, while I have you on the phone. I have a bunch of ideas. Like you should fix the packaging. You should fix the flavoring. I'm listing like all these things that I'm thinking day by day. And they're like, you're 29 years old. What do you know? Goodbye. And they hung up on me. 
And I've had this weird thing, Josh, where every time I've actually only done something purely for philanthropy, something amazing has happened as a result. Mm. And this is what happened. I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I do this every day. Woman walks up to me and says, Dr. Bill, would you like to help raise money for children's cancer research? I'm like, all right. I mean, I, I, I wasn't wealthy. I, I, I was really kind of struggling financially, but I figured I, I came up a little money, right? She goes, you are a dentist, right? I said, yeah, I am. She goes, and you're single, right? I'm like, yeah, but that's weird. She goes, well, we're doing a bachelor auction and we need 10 bachelors to auction off to a thousand women. Like, all right, I'll do it. The auction was horrible and humiliating, (laughs) but the guy in line right next to me, who in fact just sent me a text message before we went on the air here, became my best friend in life. His name's Robert Heyman. His father, Fred Heyman, started Giorgio Cosmetics. Fred Heyman created Beverly Hills. Literally, there's a street in Beverly Hills named after him. Robert was an MBA. He grew up in the cosmetic industry. He knew how to manufacture. He knew how to produce. He knew how to market. And together, Robert and I formed a company called Discus Dental. And we did all those things that I told the whitening company they should do but didn't do. And within a year, we literally ate them for lunch. We became the largest tooth whitening company in the world. We started the company with zero, with one employee, then two employees. And pretty soon, we had 750 employees. Our first year in business, we did 2 million, 4 million, 8 million, 16 million. We grew and we grew. And then we plateaued at about 76 million, and we just couldn't break that barrier. And then I got asked to be on a TV show. ABC's Extreme Makeover. And that year, our sales jumped from 76 million to 101 to 136. And our third year on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales. And we grew that company and grew it. And then we sold it. We sold the company to Philips. It was a strategic sale. And Philips had a big need. Their Sonicare toothbrush was a consumer product. They had nothing in the professional dental space. So by buying my company, which sold directly to dentists, they basically doubled their footprint. And they now had a presence in the professional and in the retail markets. And it was a beautiful story. So all of that is incredible. First of all, one principle that I want to make sure people get is successful people do things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And that's a really powerful principle. Just also the principle of hard work. Make sure that you are doing things better than anyone else around you. That being said, with all the success, where does that leave you now? Do you continue with new ventures? What does it look like after so much success right now in your life? Well, I will tell you this. I always knew as a dentist, I'd have a comfortable life. I never imagined that I would be able to grow a company from zero to $1.3 billion in sales and sell it. I literally wake up the happiest, most grateful, appreciative person you've ever met in your life. You know, having money gives you the ability not just to lead 
a better life and travel and all that, but also to help a lot of people. You know, I mean, to me, that's the best part of, of, of having money. Make the world a better place. I told you how crazy it is that you go through dental school and, and you don't really learn business. Well, there, there was a man who set up a program to help dentists learn how to run practices. And out of that program came a program for high school and college kids. That man, unfortunately, passed away. He was in his 80s. And so I revamped the program, renamed it, and created the LEAP Foundation. And LEAP is a motivational leadership program we put on every year. It's typically an, you know, live program at UCLA. Obviously, last year was virtual. And the cool thing about this is I've had amazing speakers. You mentioned some of them, but, you know, Paula Abdul, Kathy Bates. I think this year we get Katy Perry, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono, the most decorated winter Olympian in history. I mean, on and on and on. And kids come to this program and they learn how to be successful in life. They don't teach you that in college. And, and I'll tell you something, Josh, if there's two things that I'd like kids to walk away from my program with, it's this. Number one, don't wait for opportunities in life. Make them. If I meet another millennial who tells me they're waiting for the universe to do something, I, I'm just going to scream and pull my hair out. The universe is really busy and doesn't care about you. You need to care about you. And number two, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it. Master it. When ABC put me on Extreme Makeover, dentistry, no problem. TV, I stunk. <laughs> I mean, literally, after the first one or two episodes, I was afraid they were going to fire me. I was not born for TV, but at least I was smart enough to know how bad I was. So instead of just stinking and getting fired, I did something about it. I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. If you put a teleprompter in front of me, I've gotten so good at reading it that you won't even know I'm reading it. But that didn't just happen. I practiced and practiced and practiced. And I'm going to tell you something. We've all heard the saying, practice makes what? Perfect. Wrong. Practice makes permanent. If you're practicing and it's not perfect, you're going to get really good at doing it wrong. Get a mentor. That's what we do at LEAP. One of the most powerful things we do at LEAP on Friday, we have what's called a mentor workshop where we get at least a hundred different professionals from all walks of life come and the students get to literally sit with them at a table or in a chat room on zoom and ask them questions about their life, about their struggles, about their accomplishments. It's, it's really powerful. Leap changes kids lives. When it comes to younger people and helping to develop them into leaders, developing life skills, things like that, what should leaders of organizations be thinking about when it comes to uh, a new set of people entering the workforce or just younger people transitioning to new jobs? What should leaders be thinking about as far as ways to, to develop people on the job? What they should be thinking about is calling our phone number, 
or going on our website at www.leapfoundation.com and send me your kids and I'll send you back a better kid. Seriously, we compile some of the greatest speakers on the speaking circuit for these kids and it is powerful. And these kids walk away with skills they never even knew they, they could possess. We teach them you know, how, how to organize their life. We teach them how to network. We teach them how to apply for a job, how to interview, public speaking. You know, we set them up with great mentors. I mean, it's, I even do a whole thing on health and fitness. One, one final question that I'd love to ask you about is what were some key inflection points when it came to your leadership development? What are some, some key moments that you had to develop to get to that next level of leadership because the, the organization continued to grow and your capacity needed to expand? I'm going to give you a, a visual. I'm a, I'm a visual learner. Josh, let's say you gave me a crossword puzzle. Uh, sorry, a jigsaw puzzle with a thousand pieces, like one of those big ones, right? What would I do? I would take the box, prop it up, so I could see what the final picture is going to look like, spill out all the pieces, and start putting it together, right? As a leader, one of the things that I realize a lot of leaders forget to do is to share that picture. Now, imagine if you just gave me a bag with a thousand puzzle pieces in it. What am I building? You know? And a lot of times, as a leader, you have that image in your head of what the final thing is. But what you're doing is you're giving somebody a bag with a thousand puzzle pieces in it. And you forget the first part. Where's the picture? I think to be an effective leader, everybody needs to share that vision. Like, what's the end result? What are we trying to accomplish here? Because you may have people in your little posse that don't want to do that picture. They've got another picture. So I think as a leader, I think the very first thing you need to do is make sure that you guys all have a common vision and a common goal. And then you work toward that. But so many leaders are so caught up and just assume that people see the same vision that they see that they kind of get sidetracked and they don't really make, you know, the, the most direct path to success. Did that make sense? Well, I think it's helpful to have that idea of creating a picture for your for your leadership team, for people joining your organization. This is the idea of who we're becoming, who you can become, and I can help you get to that point. And I think it's helpful for leaders to think about what that is for them. The, the reason I was asking you is just to give us maybe a, a different picture. Each person's different, right? And see like, you know, this is who you are today. What are some, some key moments along your journey that got you to that point? What, what were some key points where you said, I, I need to expand my capacity to help my organization get to the next level. What were some of those times in your life where you had to change in order to help others come with you? Well, I, I already gave you one. You know, when I got on Extreme Makeover, I realized I was not a TV personality. So, you know, I was going to lose probably the greatest opportunity in my life if I couldn't bump it up, right? A second one was Discus Dental. We had a board of directors, we met at least once every month. 
and I'm sitting in the boardroom feeling like a complete idiot. I didn't understand what EBITDA was. I didn't understand how our earnings track. I didn't, this was not part of dental school. I could do a root canal better than anybody in the room. That didn't really help. So I went back to school. I took UCLA extension courses. I took accounting. I took business classes. I learned the skills I needed to learn. And I'll tell you something. If you want to be successful in any business, you need to continue to learn throughout your life. Do you think I knew anything about Instagram three years ago? No. <laughs> now it's one of my biggest. I'm the only dentist in the world with 1.1 million followers on Instagram. And I didn't just do Instagram. I crushed it, dude. When I saw that Instagram was going to be as powerful and such a great resource for me to get new patients, I didn't just start like posting stuff. I hired, I have a whole team. When I post a video, when I, whatever I do, I have one guy who curates all my content, puts the hashtags, does all that research. Then I have another guy that pushes it on the Explorer page. So every day I'm picking up a few thousand new followers because I wouldn't know how to do that, but I know how to hire people that do. So Dr. Bill, I appreciate you being on the show today. Before we finish up, is there anything you'd like to share with listeners, whether it's something you want to reiterate from our conversation today or something that we haven't had a chance to talk about that you want to make sure that you leave the listeners with? Yeah, I mean, the content that we develop on Leap is really, really powerful and really great. And so we actually turn these into podcasts. And I just got noticed from the guy who manages my podcast that my podcast is in the top 3% worldwide. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's called Meet the Mentor. I've interviewed Mark Wahlberg, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono, Allah Abdul, Kathy Bates, uh, I mean, on and on and on, and a lot of amazing business leaders and friends, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference. I mean, on and on and on. And uh, they're great interviews, and you'll learn a lot from, from, from a lot of them. So uh, please, you know, listen to my podcast as well. Absolutely. And if anyone would like to follow up and learn more about you and the work that you're doing, where else would you like for people to go to find out about that? I'll tell you something. I'm probably the only person in the world who actually answers all of my DMs on Instagram. A hundred percent. That's me. So if you want to reach me directly, do it through Instagram. It's at Dr. Dr. Bill Dorfman. And I promise you, I will answer. All right. Well, Dr. Bill, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Josh. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Dr. Bill. If you did and want to keep up with him, maybe even reach out to him on social media, you can find a link to his Instagram in the show notes below or at lifeasleadership.com. There you'll also find his Leap Foundation website and some other ways to get in contact with him. Now, one thing that Dr. Bill said that was interesting to me is that you shouldn't wait for opportunities in life, but instead you should make them. And one way you can do this in the next year is to download the free leadership action list. This is 52 actions. In other words, one for every week of the year that you can use to improve your leadership. When you download the leadership action list, you can see everything right there at the same time, but I'll send you one email every single week for the next year, every Monday at 6 a.m. That's my promise to you so that you can be keeping these action steps to improve your leadership at the front of your mind. Take one of these, do it every single week, and you will create opportunities in your life. 
So if you'd like the Leadership Action List, once again, you can download it for free at leadershipactionlist.com. Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist... It feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.